Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye Mike's the level-headed, baby Gabe edits Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever Spring stuff on Mike on a daily And can mangle up a name amazingly The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting, to Grammy songwriting To Burning Man flames, to firefighter video games and many, many more oh. than I could put in a verse Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse And many, many more oh. than I could put in one verse Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse, multiverse. Yes You heard it first here Show did Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous Live and direct Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. This is Uncle Dad, and with me, as always, actually, is not my captain. Uh, we have a new person on the uh, on the passenger side, if you will. The uh, you know the new uh, what what do you call that the the passenger seat, right? <laughs> is that correct? In a car? Yes. Yeah, passenger seat. Okay, okay. We'll get, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Motorcycle. Sorry, what is that? It's a. Uh, I think it's a cab. Okay, the sidecar, right? <laughs> Oh, there you go. Sidecar, sure. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll introduce who that is in a little bit, but in the sidecar is that gentleman. And uh, yeah, so welcome to Uncle Dad. Uh, this is a little bit of a new thing we're doing here. Uh, as you, if you guys have heard, we've been doing this Uncle Dad Listens thing where I have been talking to local talent from all the 408. Uh, you just heard a Crafty and Polarius, and then now, even though this gentleman isn't from the 408, uh, we're just going to talk. We're going to introduce him because he's becoming a part of what, what I like to call Uncle Dan's City. And we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But before we do that, as always, we have to pay the bills. And the way we pay the bills is we talk about our sponsors. Now, uh, sir, do you enjoy drinking beer? Sure do. Uh, I need more energy than that. <laughs> oh, Absolutely, my man. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's what we need. Uh, all right. Yes. So uh, if you love drinking beer, let me tell you, man, the next time you're in South Bay, you got to come down and visit our sponsor, Clandestine Brewing uh, on South First Street. They are truly the best motherfucking brewery in South Bay, period. Uh, they just won the silver medal in the World Beer Cup. Uh, so you, you name another podcast that has a brewer that won a silver medal. Go ahead. I I'll can't wait. think of one. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> so go check them out. Clandestine Brewing. Uh, tell them Uncle Dad sent you and you'll get yourself a free taster. Uh, right now they have some really good beers. They got uh, multiple seltzers, sours, and the super IPA coming out. And remember, in August sometime, we will be releasing our collaboration beer uh, with Mike and myself called Captain A-Hole's Angry IPA, a triple IPA that will sit about 15% ABV. Oh, wow. That sounds really good, man. I need to get my hands get on you, that one. I have a chance. That's going to get you <laughs> fucked up. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm all about getting fucked up. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> hey, you know what? Mike, me and Mike, we like you, man. <laughs> there you go. Are, we, are, you drinking a, are you drinking a pitcher of beer? Uh, no. Are you want your <laughs> okay. It's a it's it's a mug, but it's not a pitcher. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker has a pitcher of beer. Just on. damn, <laughs> impressed. 
Um, I know the audience is probably like, "Hey, who, who's that? Who's that voice? That doesn't that doesn't sound familiar." That's okay. That's okay. I mean, granted, they already read the the show notes, so they know that you're who this is. But that's we're going to build suspense on the audio side. Uh, so. Uh, yes, go check out Clandestine Brewing t- in South First Street of San Jose. Uh, tell them Uncle Dad sent you. And of course, uh, one last sponsor we got to talk about is so, Rick, let me ask you, what do you think of my shirt if you can see it? Dude, your shirt. First off, hold on. It looks amazing. It looks like a bunch of Iron Man's. What? It's all, what his, it's all his suits. It is Iron Man. Yeah. Holy shit balls. I need one of those, dude. Well, let me tell you where you can get one. <laughs> that's, from, that's from our dear friends at Roosevelt's. Uh, that's R-S-V-L-T-S. Uh, you go to Roosevelt's.com. Use promo code Uncle Dad. You'll get 20% off your first purchase, my friend. These are $70 shirts, so do the math. Hey, I'm not going to lie. This I, I know you, you you did the, the advertisement. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it, and I'm sold. Like I need that. I need that in my life like tomorrow. Now, yeah, they, dude, the shirts they have are incredible. We got Star Wars. I have Happy Gilmore. I have uh, uh, wrestling. I have uh, they made an amazing Spider Man meme shirt. You know that Spider Man with all pointing at each other. Yeah. They have imagine that on a t shirt. Uh, so many great things, and it's not just pop culture. So let's say pop culture is not your thing, and you just want stylish shirts. They make some of the best Hawaiian shirts around. I ha- I wear them all the time. I get compliments on them all the time. I cannot express that enough. Uh, seriously. Save yourself 20% off. Go to go to Roosevelt's.com. That's R-S-V-L-T-S.com. <laughs> that was my cat, by the way. He approves. Yep. <laughs> and use promo code Uncle Dad to save yourself 20% off your first purchase. Do that today. Because when you support the sponsors, you support the show. <clears throat> okay. that, I need that Hall of Armor shirt you got going on there. That's beautiful. I mean, you can just have mine. I don't know if we're the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, they don't know. They might be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point. You are taller. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, without further ado, uh, the, the guest that I have, and uh, I, I guess I didn't clarify. Uh, you use you use your real name, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I will allow him to introduce himself. Uh, he is a – I, I don't want to say guest because he's not necessarily a guest. He's more being indoctrinated into the Uncle Dad family, as we like to do that here. Uh, we have had, you know, throughout our show, uh, uh, sir, before I say your name, we have probably about, I don't know, seven people that have been indoctrinated and helped out at some point. Uh, we've had the legendary Buku One be a part of the family. We've had uh, uh, San Francisco-based artist Ian Panatori, uh, Break Fake Rules. He does our crowd-serving segments. Uh, and there's been a bunch of others. And just to say we have another, a new member to the family is pretty exciting. And we'll talk about what you did for us and all that good stuff. So uh, give it up for Rick. And Rick, you are a podcaster yourself. Uh, Before we kind of talk about what you did with us, talk about yourself and talk about uh, your podcasts. Yeah, man. Uh, First, you know, I'm very happy to be on here. I'm very, uh, very happy to uh, support that you're providing everything. But um, yeah, no, my, uh, my name's Rick. Uh, I have a, I've done a couple of podcasts on my own, uh, with some collaborations, but my current primary one is, uh, Sigma Duocast. Um, I started that one off with my buddy, Nate. Um, he's no longer doing it right now cause he's got some off time, but a really fun podcast. One take one shot. It's how we do it. We just press record and let it go. Uh, no post edits. So it's a little, uh, interesting sometimes because we, uh, you know, Sometimes some people say some things and you're like, yeah, dude, it's going to be in there. We're not taking it out. We're not doing any of that. 
Um, and then I do have another side one where I do with my buddy Greg called the Dokso cast. Uh, it's a, that's a Japanese word kind of means uh, unique. So it's more of like a, a little more friendlier in terms of uh, content. It's a Nintendo video game based pop culture. Um, but I'm on both of those right now. And um, yeah, it's been a journey, dude. It's been a journey with Potty. I think we started around the same time, but um, you uh, you've obviously really propelled uh, the podcasting game really well. <laughs> and, um, I just kind of started this little started during COVID. You know what I mean? I said everyone, anybody can do it type of thing. I said, okay, let's try, and um, you know, just went from there. And uh, it's been it's been good. It's been an interesting ride so far. Yeah, uh, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. But I, you know, I never felt that I um, really achieved it. Anything. I mean, you know, me and Mike try to keep it as like honest as possible, which is something that we did, and it, it got accepted very well. And you know, through people we know, obviously that helps. Uh, but I'm very thankful. Uh, to my thing is this man i'm very thankful to bring people on to help them with this podcasting journey because it's such a fun journey and i think podcasting should continue to grow even though it's grown substantially right um but thank you for uh for being a part of this for coming on and uh kind of i'm, I'm sure for you this has been such a different experience after we talk about what you did with us uh but before we dive on what you did, uh, let's talk about you so the audience can learn a little more about you. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, man. So I'm, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. You know, well, I, I was going to ask you questions. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you got questions for me? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I was just like doing a joke. Okay. I, like, I, I was like, hey, man, we're not doing no Tinder profile here. Come on now. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get them swipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see what your wife says about that. <laughs> Hey, you don't got to worry about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Sarah, so now, this real, on a side thing on that real quick, you know, she loves like, you know, serial killers, documentaries, like any other, you know, female nowadays. So okay. I'm just saying, I say some things. If all of a sudden you hear a story that I've disappeared, I'm just saying, look, look, you know where to look. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll keep that. I'll keep that in mind. Audience, you keep that in mind too. Uh, okay. So uh, just some quick questions. Uh, let's start off with the, the things that I slightly know about you, but before we get into that, uh, and we don't have to dive into much detail, but you and I actually knew each other. Uh, and I say knew each other because I feel like we could, you know, as humans, we evolve and change throughout our lives. Right. And yeah. we, we are not the same person we were 10 years ago or whatever it may be. So I met you roughly, believe it or not, probably about, man, probably about, hold on, 16 years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I met you about 16 years ago. I'm not going to say where, but we worked for a company and, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, I wouldn't say necessarily that we were close, but I would say that we would talk here and there. Uh, but I always did appreciate, and I, I always appreciate anybody who's passionate about the arts, and you're always very passionate about that. Uh, but I'm very happy that we were able to reconnect in the in the current times, uh, you know, because I think uh, understanding that how people evolve and change, and I'm definitely not the same dude I was, you know, even five years ago for that matter. So I, I, I I'm very thankful that we got to meet on a random uh actually the audience knows him here as the uh retro gaming nomad uh mm -hmm. uh nomad's 50th birthday so that was a very sweet moment uh to to reconnect with you and chat with you about the, a similar passion yeah i was actually really excited that uh, you showed up i was actually kind of looking forward to it when i got there uh to the party because i got there before you um 
uh, there was hint that you weren't going to stop by until retro had to, uh, you know, do the old, uh, arm, arm, arm wrench there. <laughs> and well, just so uh, you know, just- he didn't do jack shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what really happened. <laughs> uh, oh, that was I, beautiful. I'll tell you what really happened really fast. I don't mean to cut off your, 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 your statement. Thank you for that. But let me explain. I, I've been going through a lot in my life right now. And I explained that I go, there is a chance that I may not come. I go, but we'll see. I go, if anything, I can join you guys afterwards. And all he said was, you need to be here. And I said, I didn't say I wasn't. And I showed up. <laughs> so he didn't do jack shit. <laughs> I mean, he said, you need to be here. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay, how, you, yeah. how you took that, it could, there's many different ways. It was a text message, as far as I remember. So depends on how you read <laughs> <laughs> all right all right everybody's a fucking critic on the show <laughs> uh all right no, no no but all seriousness uh yeah so we had met there and that was great uh talking to you about it and and in many ways and and, and i do hope you take this as a compliment i did see myself in, in you as well because any any podcaster that's starting like and they really want to take it seriously i always offer my help but nobody ever nobody ever takes me on it uh, very rarely does it happen uh, but I really appreciated that you actually, I could tell that you were listening to what I had to say and then you were trying to learn from that. So just thank you for making it. Thank you for just uh, also for finding value in my time as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, we live in a, in a world where, you know, we got, we got to learn. You're always learning and it's up to the individuals to actually, you know, do with that information what they want. Uh, the society now is all about, you know, I want this, I want that, but there's no work put behind it. There's no, you know, determination behind it. It's just like, you know, I want it right now and that's that, but it's like, no, you got, you got to put that work. And so, you know, I've been doing the podcast as a hobby, as a, as a, as a thing to do here and there. And, you know, I started it with my boy. Then I went off, did it on my own. Cause uh, he had to step away for a second. It wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. And so now I'm coming back to it, back to Sigma, and I'm trying to make that like kind of like a guest type of thing. And so when you and I said, you know, I've been obviously I've been paying attention to your journey with podcasting um, from the beginning of Uncle Dad Talks to now. And, um, you know, I appreciate it. I see it. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're doing uh, you're doing some amazing work there. And so when we had that time to share what, you know, how your journey's been and what you're going like. I was just a sponge, man. And I'm still am like, I'm still learning as much as I can. Cause, um, again, we, we, uh, as humans will never stop learning until, uh, till the day we die, man, every day there's something new. And so I was very grateful and for what you uh, shared with me then. Uh, I know sometimes people will like to, what, what do the kids say these days? They like to gatekeep a lot of information nowadays. <laughs> and, um, uh, I was very appreciative that you were very open to that and, and continue to be, I mean, uh, just, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, just kind of what you've already have done for me was already the, you know, top tier. And so, and there's still more to come potentially. So I'm just really excited, man. I really appreciate how humble you are and how, uh, how, um, you know, open you <laughs> to help people. I appreciate that, man. I, I always try my, my best to just connect people through what we do and, uh, you know, and me and Mike, we look at podcasting as a great way to, to you know, get stories, you know, because I'm as and the, uh, the uh, excuse me, the audience knows that it's uh, we're very uh, 
connection connected uh, with our guests. We want to like, you know, learn from each other always. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just exciting to bring somebody else on who is excited to be about to be a part of the podcasting world and also see their growth as well. Uh, so thank you again, but enough, uh, enough uh, holding each other's hands. Uh, let's go ahead Ooh. and talk about why you are here. Uh, so uh, we like to bring people on to help us out because honestly, this podcast thing is a lot of work and it does help when I have more people to kind of kind of help me guide me and do things that we need to do. And it also helps you guys out too, because it allows you guys to kind of test new forms of your guys' art. Uh, so uh, do you want to go? I mean, I can tell them, but if you want to explain uh, what you got offered to do, uh, it's up to you. Do you want to take the wheel on that? Sure. Um, right. Yeah, go no. Um, after, after that um, connect that we had at a uh, retro's uh, birthday, like not even a week later, you uh, presented an opportunity for me to, um, help you guys out obviously and it was to interview a um, actress from the disney pixar film elemental um her name is sheila omi um which was uh a very un unique experience one for me because i've never gotten to that level of interviewing um let alone you know conversing the closest i've ever done that was like at cons and it was just a simple conversation um but yeah no you uh pretty much presented that i got to speak with uh, sheila omi for um about 10, 15 minutes. And it was great. You know, if, if you've seen the, uh, if you haven't seen the movie elemental or if you've seen it already, um, you know, she plays uh, cinder lumen, the mother of the main female protagonist. Um, what's her name? I think Ember. And so yep, she, yep. um, and it's, it's cool, man. Her character, you know, the, the Disney and Pixar, I mean, for the most part, I, I feel they can't do no wrong. They do fantastic uh, stories. They bring these characters to life. And um, the animation is always top tier. Absolutely love what Pixar does. Um, but you can expect that with this film. And it was a very interesting movie, um, at least the story for me. Um, as I asked, uh, spoke with Sheila, you know, we talked to her about her character and finding the unique voice. But the overall theme of the film that I took away from was um, it's a lot about immigration, man. It was a lot about like traveling to a new world, uh, you know, leaving your country, leaving your family or what have you, you know, kind of like the American dream, come to America and try to start a life, um, which uh, that's kind of what the movie wa uh, was. The whole story was about with uh, Peter Son, the director did like he kind of related what his family and journey was. And so, seeing uh the way they portrayed that with uh sheila's character as well as i'm i'm sorry i don't ha i don't have the uh the father's uh, name or actor in top of my head right now. uh but he uh but just seeing that and then what was cool is not only do you see that aspect of family sacrifice everything to come for a better life um the story focused more on the main on the daughter how she kind of has like this forbidden because she's fire. Right. And so there's like these water, uh, different elements, fire, uh, water, earth, wind. And so she kind of gets mixed up with this, uh, this water guy. And um, it pretty much becomes like, you know, forbidden love, the classic tale. Um, but in that story, it was more of a discovery of what Ember wants to do in her life, because as, um, what I took away from it as being a first generation Mexican American in my family, you know, my parents immigrated from Mexico to here. It's that legacy aspect on how we can continue what my parents started. I don't want to let them down, you know, whether it was the family business, if they had it or the work that they did, or it's finding something better and continuing that initial sacrifice that they did. Um, and then providing that for my, 
next you know generation which would be my kids you know they're going to be the the next gen after after me and hopefully they i'm doing my job to instill the uh responsibility and and the uh attributes for them to continue so and that's really what this whole movie ultimately becomes and is um so i had that opportunity to ask you know sheila her thoughts on that and she shared those which was really amazing and um it was good it was a good experience you know i I really uh appreciated that not only the opportunity but just the process on how um how it is doing those interviews but yeah elemental is in theaters right now it's a really good movie i highly recommend you guys check it out in theaters uh if you can do it like in dfx 3d um you know pixar really does a good job with that with that animation yeah awesome man i um you know i for me uh i it looks like a very fun film i think uh it's hard for me to watch uh, Pixar movies most of the time because I always feel like I'm the weird guy sitting there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's just because I mean I do like their movies for sure, right? Uh, but uh, before uh, we kind of wrap that up, though, let me ask you this: uh, Not only did you come to talk about it, but you have we have the clip here, so I think we should just play it and then they can hear it, and uh, you and I will discuss it. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So here is our newest member of Uncle Dad, uh, City Uncle Dad family, whatever you want to call it, uh, Rick uh, of Sigma Duocast. And uh, yeah, let's give it a listen uh, as he helps us out to interview uh, Cinder from Elemental. Hello, Sheila. Hello, Rick. Hi. I want to first thank you for your uh, time and the opportunity to have a quick conversation with you today. Um, saw the film, absolutely loved it on all fronts. Um, I wanted to kick it off by asking you when you uh, were first approached to be in this film, what excited you about the character and the story? The fact that the character of Cinder Lumen was lightly based on the director, uh, Peter Son, on his mom, his Korean mom. It, it just, I was floored. I was so honored to be given and such a chance. Um, so, and it was so important to me to do a good job because she passed away uh, a few years before. So I felt like she's watching. So honorable, so honorable. That's awesome. Um, Cinder's such a lovely character. Like I absolutely love this uh, character in the film. Um, you know, she's an amazing little matchmaker and has that superpower mm-hmm. of smelling true love and, you know, just loving love. Um, how relatable was this character to you? This is the first time in my life, Rick, that I've played a character that is so close to who I am, except for the fact that she speaks Irish and I, my first language was Persian. Um, so I, I am a wannabe matchmaker and I'm terrible at it. And it's something I can't stop. Like even last night I went to, my niece, uh, Pontia, she had a one-woman show and a gentleman came and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder, do I see a match here? <laughs> and I can't stop. It really irritates my friends and family. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you try last night and match them? No, no, because <laughs> I, I'd gotten yelled at enough to know, but it's, it's like, so I had to, to, to suppress the urge. Oh, that's so funny. Um you mentioned, uh, you know, the accent, the voice. Can you share the experience of crafting and your approach on finding Cinder's, you know, voice and, you know, accent in the film? Mm-hmm. 
So it was a collaboration between Peter, the director, and I. Uh, we were trying to figure out if the if her original language and the only language that she has spoken has been Fireish. Um, when she speaks English, how would that accent be? And um, we were thinking about, Peter was talking about a, a little uh, crackly popping, like to really pop some of the consonants and, um, uh, and he needed her to have a very, the voice that matched his mom's um, to, to really match her personality, but to also have that fiery where it's one woman, one moment it's normal and then suddenly they get angry and it just goes up in, in a flame of anger and comes back to that normal flame. So it was a lovely co collaboration and, and uh, I don't know, I hope I did a good job. Oh, it was fantastic. I was fully immersed with uh, yeah. bringing the character to life. Um, yeah. Speaking of like it, this is your first Pixar film and I truly hope there's more to come. Um, but what was your experience with Pixar and the way they tell stories and the way they bring these characters to life? Oh my God. It just incredible. Something I noticed about the uh, people that work at Pixar is they are such good human beings. Like with Peter that I worked one-on-one, -on -one, I mean on Zoom because I live in Southern California, but he really feels like the best of all of humanity. And I haven't had a chance to meet Pete Doctor yet, but I think the same about him. Um, Bernie, who uh, is voiced by Ronnie Del Carmen, who, who plays my, my husband, Cinder's husband, such a beautiful voice. And then, you know, when I did some research on him, I haven't met him in person yet. Um, but to know that in all of his storyboards, because he's a storyboard artist first before he became a voiceover artist, that his storyboards have such emotion and empathy just jetting out of them, that this is the Pixar family. They are, I feel like from everyone that I've met, the best of humanity and that they want to be better versions of themselves. They're always working on themselves and they want for the work that they do to make the world better. It really touched me. Fantastic. So it was such an honor. I could imagine. <laughs> um, this film had a lot of interesting themes to me. And one of the biggest theme, I mean, there was a couple, there's like, you know, the forbidden love, there's friendship between different cultures. But one of the biggest themes that stood out for me was the theme of immigration, right? You know, my parents immigrated from Mexico to the U.S. And the idea of leaving your home and family to seek a better, hopefully, you know, a better life in an unknown place is very scary, very challenging. What were your thoughts in the theme that they had and how approach how like Peterson approached the uh, to tell that story um, it, it just was in my heart this theme because I too am an immigrant and the daughter of immigrants so so much of what was in this story resonated with me specifically embers feeling like why can't I be a good daughter was I, I cried so much. I mean, even though it's a really funny and fun film, but it really, oh my God, if you're an immigrant uh, in any country in the world, it, it's, it resonates so much. The guilt that we children of immigrants feel, we feel like our parents made such huge sacrifices, living, leaving behind everything that they know, their friends, their family, their language, their lives, to give us a, a chance 
of a better life. So it's a burden and uh, a very real visceral feeling that I I know I carry with me for the rest of my life. My dad passed away 20 years ago and you know to see the depression that he was going through because he was much older when he immigrated to the US so he wasn't able to build a life. So I just so felt with Ember every time Bernie would cough and smoke is coming out of his mouth my heart would go as Ember um, really emoted yeah, I felt that same sentiment because, you know, I'm kind of how you were saying, like, I'm first generation Mexican-American from my family. So the pressures of trying to not only, you know, live up, but continue what they started and then pass it on to, um, you know, my children. I feel that the film did a good job of capturing that in the relationship between Ember and, you know, her parents. Um what how would you say like what was working with peter the director peter son with with bringing that to life you know we had a conversation the the very first time like before i even knew i had the the job we had a zoom meeting and it, and it was like a four or five hour zoom meeting where he had me go through all the lines of ember and through the uh, character arc and that's when he expressed a little bit about his life as, uh, you know, the, the child of, you know, his mom and dad were Korean immigrants and um, spoke a different language. And the uh, sometimes as he was growing up, the, the shame of uh, speaking Korean in front of his friends and, um, um, you know, the difficulties with him being an artist and his mom not... Uh, as most immigrants, as, as you know, it's like your, your parents want you to survive and want you to, you know, they, they, they went through all these sacrifices for you. And so, uh, and especially at that time, they didn't think that being an artist it, it was going to make him a living. So, you know, all of those stories and the stories of how when he brought his beautiful American wife to his family and, and the, the funny moments between them so it was just really lovely to see that and to connect with it as i was thinking about cinder and how i would voice for her and my relationship with ember fantastic fantastic um kind of just like a quick little fun popcorn question um if you were able to join any established pixar film franchise which one would you love to be a part of Lord, I, I wish Elemental would become a franchise, but um, slow. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I would love to see more <gasps> stories and sequels from this one. I think I'd love to be a toy or a fish. <laughs> That's the one I have. I have my my uh, nervous Rex from Toy oh, Story yes. on my shirt right here, and yes. Um, yes. I think the idea of being a toy or coming to life would yeah. be fantastic. I'd love to be a Raggedy Ann. <laughs> oh my goodness well um i want to thank you again i definitely appreciate your time it was definitely a pleasure conversing with you um i hope our paths cross again down the road but i wish you the best on all your future pro uh, projects um not gonna lie i just got into uh, the apple plus tehran show and i love it so far so i can't wait for season three but 
Thank you so much um, for this opportunity and, and your time today. Thanks so much, Rick. It was a pleasure. And I'm very excited for you for season three of uh, Tehran coming out. It's really... Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I got hooked real quick. I love thrillers. So I was like, right up my alley. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. What an interview that was. Uh, you know, it's it's always exciting to hear somebody do their first interview um, because it's, I have been there. I know what that's like, uh, you know, and I know that when you first do it, it is kind of, uh, it is kind of nerve wracking. Uh, the first celebrity I ever interviewed was actually uh, Ming Chen from uh, Comic Book Men. And that was episode two. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I remember being incredibly nervous because not only was this somebody who is a quote unquote celebrity, but they are somebody who I admire because I love, I love Kevin Smith. Everything Kevin Smith does is pretty much the world to me. And you know, he's a part of that crew. Uh, so those, those, those emotions were, and I was so new at this dude, uh, you know what I mean? And at least like when you, when you did this interview, you know, you have a, you have a little bit of a podcasting experience under your belt, right? You got a good, actually, no, you have a, you have a lot, I would say podcasting, but the interviewing experience is, is minimal, right? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely unique and different. Very different, especially in the way that you did it. So you did it through. Uh, so for those who don't know, to kind of give you a little back uh, backstory, uh, we do a lot of our stories now through press reps uh, through different industries. Uh, so you were working with a specific press rep. Uh, well, they were working with me, and then I wanted to make sure I, I extended that opportunity to you. And so when you do that process, it is very different than just sitting down you know, one-on-one -on, -one on a couch or whatever, right? Like there's, you do usually nowadays you do it through zoom. You have a, you have a call time and then your call time is a very tight 15 or 10 minutes. Uh, and then you kind of have to plow through it, but doing your best to keep your, your personality, which can be tough, especially when it's your first time, it can be yeah. tough. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about that. You know, I don't think we really, you know, this is actually kind of exciting because I don't think I've ever interviewed anybody who's done their first interview ever. So like, what do you think? Like, how was, what was you, what would you, let me ask you this? What were your two highlights and what were two things you wish you could change? So I'll do the change part first. Um, because the process was new and unique. Um, and what I mean by that, it was kind of how you already said it. It was a zoom call and my first time. So I didn't know what to expect. You know, obviously you prepped me up really well beforehand, but it was like, like I already know down the road what I can fix. And like, first it was like, when you get into the room, it's kind of like an, I got. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Um, when I got into the room, I was like, um, okay, you know, they're, they're already waiting for me. And it was kind of like, not necessarily a free for all, but it was kind of like an, an opportunity to kind of just like, Hey, how are you doing this and this? And what have you just for like a quick second. Um, and then when you hit like, like, all right, you know, they're running down, like, this is what it's looking like. This is what we'll do. This is, you know, when it's this time, I'll, cue you in the chat let you know when's the last question etc and then i was like okay so i was like all right cool cool and then as soon as we hit record like it was funny because everything changed right like it was like uh sheila went into like interview mode i went into interview mode um and so that was cool and then at the end i wasn't i didn't know how it was supposed to end um i thought it was just like any other thing like okay thanks you know bye and get off but it was actually as soon as i stopped 
hitting record, like it went back to that. And I didn't realize that at first, um, because once I hit, uh, I stopped recording, they were like, they were, they're like, all right. And they're like, Hey, you know, I just want to thank you for this. And I was like slightly distracted, like, Oh wait, there's like time for us to take <laughs> like a proper goodbye. And so uh, fortunately I didn't hit the leave the room fast. Um, I, I like I clicked it, like I was ready to leave. And then she started talking and I didn't want to be rude. So I slid my, you know, my finger up to on the trackpad on my MacBook, And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't exit the thing. Um, and yeah, it was just like a quick, Hey, thank you. And like I said, Sheila was so wonderful, man. She, she, uh, honestly, that being my first interview, like interviewee, um, I, I couldn't have asked for anyone better. Like she was just so humble so so wonderful i can't even say like i could say all the wonderful words but um yeah no that made it a lot um easier as far as highlights go um you know i've done prep work before um i love you know i don't necessarily let me rephrase that i don't necessarily love public speaking but i have no problem with public speaking um especially talking to strangers stuff like that as long as i know my stuff then it's like yeah no big deal um and i try to maintain that like i try to you know emulate that professionalism but also like who i am you know kind of keep it loose but um i think i i feel i did well hopefully you guys listening think okay you know you know you sounded well it wasn't too you know robotic or anything like that um i i feel after i was done with that i felt really good about it but um yeah no i mean that that was really it it's just uh like i said i think the biggest takeaway for me is how i can improve on and it was just um now entering and exiting and having that quick little moment um in the future and and if anything else comes down, you know, I know how to handle it. So it was cool, man, but I'm very happy that I was able to control my, um, (laughs) I was nervous. I was actually wearing a Pixar shirt. I kind of say it on the thing, but I was wearing a, uh, Rex from toy story is, is I'm a nervous Rex. And uh, that was the joke, but uh, I was able, I I felt pretty good. I was able to manage that. So, you know, I think you did, uh, I mean, again, uh, for having like, you know, zero, like, interview experience with that with a, with a caliber of like that i think uh, you did a great job um you oh, know I, and I think when you when you when you interview anybody right it's always just about being as much as yourself as you can whether that can be tough for sure especially when you're nervous i mean i definitely know that i mean that used to be our shtick is that i was always so nervous talking to people uh but you know throughout time you know you kind of let that go you know um but i think you i think you did solid man i think it's a uh, it was a good first interview for you. Uh, what's interesting about what you were talking about, about how like they did a proper goodbye. Uh, let me tell you this. That is 90%. No, 95%. Not the case. <laughs> usually, usually, usually it's, and I'm not kidding you. It's all right. Thanks. And then they just hang up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. See, uh, and that's what I was expecting. That's what I was getting ready to do. Cause I, I was literally expecting them to be like that. But like I said, man, uh, she was just a sweetheart, man. She, I don't know if she knew it was my first time or she can sense it, seeing me through the thing. I have no idea, but she was just so humble. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was really nice. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I hell wish I had my, like, I, if I went, when I first did my first press junket like this, it was like, it's nerve wracking because you don't know how it's going to go. And then hearing you say like, you know, you got to, got a sweet goodbye. Like, that's awesome. Cause I wish I would have got that. Cause I remember when me and Mike did it for the first time, it was literally like, uh, you know, okay, you know, well, this is so and so, blah blah blah, and then we wrap up, and then literally, once you hang up, they they leave. <laughs> they don't even say oh, goodbye wow. or nothing; they're just gone. That's usually how it goes, and it's not being rude. It's just because you know, they, how many people are they interviewing? You know, we don't right. know what they're contractually, you know, obliged to do stuff like that. You know, I, th- I think too, because uh, you know, you we have a specific time window, and um, for the most part, you know, 
the gift of time is so generous. And so I didn't even use up like that full slot. And uh, I think that's, that's true. Prob- I think that's probably why they were, they were very appreciative. And I had that extra, you know, like close to a minute of just, you know, thank you and best of luck and the whole nine yards. Plus the, the rep was asking me a couple questions. So that kind of like extended a little bit. Um, cause all, all three of us were still conversing, but I think, I think it was that little gift of time. Um, that was very appreciated. Like you told me pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that doesn't make sense. Actually. I, I forgot about that. That's right. You, you, you cut it short. Uh, so that could be why you got that good goodbye because yeah, normally <laughs> we, we try to, normally we try to keep cause you know, if, if, especially if the guest is great, you want to keep the, 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 the interview I'm running as much going. as you can. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, normally we do kind of cut it to about 15 exactly or whatever it is. And then, yeah. Um, but awesome, man. Well, uh, you earned yourself your first ever uncle dad badge of honor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you are officially joining the uncle dad alumni, uh, in what we do. Uh, I don't know. You know, I keep saying uncle dad city, but that's right. I forgot. I started calling it uncle dad alumni. So you're part of that. Hey, city alumni, let's get it, baby. Let's I don't get care. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so awesome, man. So let's, uh, before we go, uh, I want to ask you, uh, so in this show, what I like to do is I like to, I, I, you know, I don't know how much you've really deep dived, but we do some games here sometimes. And so I have a game to, in, to induct you into the show. What do you think? Yeah, let's get it, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how well you do on this. Give me one second. I need to pull it oh, up real man. quick. Uh, I think while I'm, I'm pulling it up, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm pulling it up, um, can you uh, just uh, did, you, did you give us? I don't think you did. Did you give us a number score on Elemental or no? I did not. Yeah, go ahead while while I pull whatever I have to do. Give me like a number and explain why. Just as, like just briefly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Disney and Pixar Elemental in theaters now. Uh, one to ten. Ten being uh, the best. Uh, I would give this film an 8.3. Um, and the reason for that is although it was a great, a fantastic story, fantastic visuals, uh, I did want more. Um, I wanted a little more comedy, um, if possible, you know. Um, that's probably my only downfall. Like, I really love animated films that make you not only get you thinking, but have a lot of fun. And um, there was a little extra seriousness in the film, but. There was there was some stuff, man. That it, <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. It's pretty good. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, yeah, I would say a solid eight point three. Really good movie. Check it out. It's in theaters now. Um, usually Disney Plus gets it like forty five days, sixty days later. Um, so if you can't make it to the movies, uh, definitely check it on Disney Plus whenever it drops. But um, yeah, I love that. All right, you hear that? That's uh, that's Rick approved. So now you got to go watch it. Uh, okay, Rick, we're going to play a game that is going to test your knowledge, your brain, because what are elements? They are they are things, right? They're real things. So I'm going to give you uh, the either single letter or double letter. Um, I don't know how you would call it, abbreviation of the elements on the actual periodic table. You have oh to tell God. me what they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man dude okay now you're asking some science questions this okay man if believe me uh one thing you uh you'll learn about being a part of this is that i will spring shit on you all the time <laughs> right. so like- uh okay well let's do easy we'll go easy okay uh let's see hmm what is easy 
Uh, man, there's got to be one that you know. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Ready? Uh, now, on the periodic table, they are numbered as well. I'm not going to read the number. I'm just going to read the, the abbreviation, whether it's two letters or one letter, okay? All right. Uh, all right. Z-N. My gut feeling is saying zinc. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. <laughs> all right. Uh, here's another one. This technically, I would say, is an easy one. P-T. PT? Yes. PT, PT. That was a good game that never came to existence. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, what a, what a uh, great element that is. That was, <laughs> PT, PT. I, I don't know if it's an element, but I want to say... Uh, well, no, it is. Is it platinum? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Okay. So two for two. You're two for two. All right. Can you uh, can you go for the hat trick? Let's find out. Uh, H-G. Now, this one's tricky. H-G. I'll give you a hint. The H-G is not in the actual element. The letters H-G. Oh, like, like the letters are not actually in... In okay. what the element is, yeah. H... G H G H G. No cheating, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. H G. H G Wells. <laughs> oh my god, dude! H. No. H G. Puff and stuff. <laughs> dude, I wanted to go for the hat trick, but I think uh, I think you got me on that. H G. I can't if if the letters aren't even in the element. I can't even like give you an educated guess. Okay, I'll give you one more, uh, and we'll, we'll go back to that one a little bit, uh, so you can get the hat trick. This one should be a gimme. All right. Oh, oxygen. You, you got the hat trick. <laughs> but let me tell you what you missed. HG Wait, hold on. is actually. Can you, ask you, can you tell yes. me what state it's in? Ah. What state it's in? Is it a liquid? Is it is it like oh, okay. air? Gotcha. Is it? Uh, it's wait. Which one? Which one? The one you know? With the one you, okay, HG. I'm mad. Uh, I want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a liquid. Liquid, liquid. Those are the okay. But it's a but it's like a it's like a specific type of liquid. Like it's like a like you don't it's not something you're going to be able to just like grab and go you know what i mean like it's something that is contained usually and it's contained usually in certain things certain certain medical does properties, things does it does it have properties of metal i believe so yes okay mm. mercury ding 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 shut up <laughs> yeah you're right no yeah I'm not that smart. Don't play with me. Yeah, you are. I also, I also, I also broke it down to you pretty well. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, no, I was like trying to think. H. I'm like, I don't know how I got that right now. All right, we'll do, we'll do one more. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, good. Dude, I think that was it. <laughs> no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. We're gonna do one more. That's gonna really fuck you up. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, actually, what's interesting is I, 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 you know, I don't know why, obviously, but. Maybe you do, but I wonder why it's HG for Mercury. Dude, honestly, I was just trying to think of like 
for some reason that one uh, okay i'll be honest with you i have i was looking at an image i have like this book <laughs> next to me no listen i have this book next to me it has the planets and okay. i'm looking at the planets and i was trying to think if because i know there was a couple i thought there was a couple of those planets that are pretty much elements and i don't know why that one just grass that one grasped me the, the word okay like hmm. all right well this next one this final one is pretty tough my friend yeah, uh, I'm surprised I even got that last one. <laughs> just one letter, one letter, one letter W, and that that letter W is not in the word. Just one letter, and the letter is W. Yeah, and it's not in the actual word. Mm. I can give you a hint because this is gonna be tough. Uh, the hint is, uh, it is a blend that you would use to fortify a weapon or gun. It's a specific way that they learned how to fortify the steel. So it sounds so it's a so is it, it's a metal then as well. I guess technically you would say that yes, but it's not a liquid or anything. It's not a liquid, so it means that means it's a solid and it's a metal. Hmm. This is a tricky one for sure, because if you're not familiar with like what goes into a gun, yeah, you're not gonna know, I think. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh look here, Regis. I'm gonna just take my winnings. <laughs> uh well that doesn't happen here because you don't win anything. <laughs> um but I would say what it is, sir. It is tungsten. Tungsten. Yeah, tungsten uh, usually is what you, what you would put back in the day when they figured out how to use tungsten. Uh, they would use that to basically make the game, the guns stronger, like to fortify the metals and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Uncle Dad has given you some knowledge that may or may not be right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say that because disclaimer always. <laughs> I need to cover my cover my bases, but hey, it sounds right, bro. Like you sounded, you said it really well. So I'm gonna say, oh, right. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, there you go, man. We talk about everything, man. Anything, bring it. You know. Yes, yeah. You guys do talk about a lot of good things, and uh, you guys do more based like a more of a personal opinion type style thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it started off as like a pop culture thing. Like we were talking about, you know, movies and video games and, you know, all the pop culture and nostalgia. Cause, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm in my mid 30s. At the time, my co host, uh, Nate, he was um, in his 30s. So, you know, we, it's kind of like, you know, talking to retro gaming nomads sometimes, you know, you're going back to the old school things that you don't really see nowadays. But um, uh, we, it, it took off. Like I think our third episode, uh, we tried. At the time when it was new, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, his uh, Terramana tequila. And uh, we tried that for the first time and we were taking shots like left and right as we were recording. So we started going into some like outer space conversations, man. We were talking about aliens or some weird stuff, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, like sometimes wow. our conversations go on. And what's funny is that triggered our, our, a guest that we had. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember his name right now on top of my head, but I think it was episode four or five. And he actually told us a story on the day he died and then came back to life. And it was a trip. Wait, wait hold on, hold on. Who told you the story? Um, it was like, uh, if I give me a quick sec, I'll try to find. But it was like our third guest. It was a, fr- it was a friend of the, of the family uh, for Nate on his side. And um, he gave us, let me see here if I can quickly bring it 
uh, oh, right here. Episode six, Heath Adams is one of our friends. And uh, he told us the time where uh, he was, he was, he's like, a does motorcycle. He got in an accident and uh, he vividly remembers dying and that experience. And then essentially coming back. And he like wow. kind of gives you some pretty decent details. So yeah, man, Sigma, we do, we do a lot of crazy stuff, man. We talk about anything. I mean, it started, start off with pop culture nostalgia. Then it kind of just evolved to, uh, you know, life, general speaking. Usually when we get guests on, we ask them what they want to talk about and present or whatever. And, um, we kind of just build it around there. And, um, yeah. And I have like a lot of military, I got, you know, got family in the military. We got a lot of military people that jumped on there uh marines national guard army all that good stuff and so um yeah it's 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 a very unique diverse um uh podcast that i that i've established and so i want to elevate that even further with uh creating a, a guest centric type of show um and like i said with your support on on some of the upcoming projects things like that uh i feel like i'll finally you know get close to achieving what we wanted but for those interested man like i'm saying we 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 do some, we talk about a lot of crazy stuff, but, um, it's good. It's good conversation. Like, you know how it is. Sometimes you put on the headphones, get on the mic and see what happens, you know, and, um, you get some good stuff. Like I listened to a couple of your things and, um, there was a conversation recently you were at a fan expo. I forgot the Arthur's name, but he was talking to us. I was like, dude, this is some good stuff that he's talking about. Um, so it's interesting. Podcasting is very interesting and, uh, it's a really awesome, unique medium that, um, that I appreciate. Obviously you appreciate. And, uh, but yeah, sorry. I like went on a little ramble there. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah, man, I, I really do appreciate those words. And I, and I want you to know too, like, uh, thank you for being a part of the team for a little bit here. Uh, we'll see what other projects we can get you into. I'm hoping I, there's some things I have planned. So hopefully we can get you into those. Uh, but we do got to wrap up here. Uh, so just tell us one last time, uh, where their audience can, we're actually start with this. Uh, what's your social medias? How can they follow you? All that good stuff. So, uh, Sigma Duocast, that's the podcast. You can check it out. If you go to Instagram, uh, Sigma underscore Duocast, go on there. I have a link train, uh, on there. You can check it out. Um, I do kind of post regularly on there, but my personal, uh, Link 7LP, that's like my little alias that I usually go by. Um, that's where I kind of always talk a lot about. So, but I always connect the two. Um, so yeah, so Instagram. Sigma underscore Duocast. Go on there. You'll find everything you need on where to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the whole nine yards. Awesome, man. Uh, well, Rick, thank you so much for uh, being and again, I don't want to say guest. I want to say more part of the team here. So thank you for pinching in. Uh, I think we're, you're going to be our pinch interviewer. Uh, so a little baseball reference there. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Uh, thank you again. And I guess, you know, man, just I think if I think if I could say anything to wrap this up is if you're passionate about anything, whether it's podcasting, art, um, drawing, painting, whatever it may be, film, acting, uh, always come at it with a place of genuineness, honesty, uh, truth, uh, and try your best to always connect with people because you'll never know what will happen. You'll never know what you'll get from it. And I really think we need more of that. And then in podcasting specifically, it's such a beautiful uh, medium that I think more people need to do. And I hope that more people do do that. And if I can help others like yourself, Rick, I want to do that. So please reach out to me at Uncle Dad Talks on Instagram. And that would be great. If you need any, any advice or anything, I can definitely help you. Uh, and of course, remember, remember this, everybody, as always. And you remember this too, Rick. I am not 
you know what? I'll say it like this. I'm not an uncle. I'm not a dad. I'm someone you can talk to. I'll see you all next week.